With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 41 of the Line of Vienna podcast. It's the first one of 2016. We're back after a much earned Christmas break. I think nothing official was actually like deemed out that was having a break, but I think everyone just like collapsed over the Christmas holidays because let alone with our own, you know, day jobs and universities and whatnot, we do slave away at this as well and it's been a tiring but very good year and as I put on the post, I thank you very much for supporting us in that year. It's been a good Christmas. I hope you all had a great one too. Johnny, welcome. Did you have a good Christmas, my friend? I did, thank you, mate. It was uh, it was thoroughly enjoyable. How was yours? It, it weren't too bad. It was all right. I was, yeah. I, I'm always more of a fan of New Year than Christmas. I always, I don't know why. That is, I always prefer that as a an event type thing, like going out and getting. Do you think? Yeah, I prefer the night. Uh, I prefer the day of Christmas Day, shall we say? Obviously, then like the night. I think I just prefer Christmas New Year's even more. I don't know. It's always because me and my family used to always like go away for it, so oh, it's like right. quite special type thing. But, yeah, did you get anything nice off old old Saint Nick? Um, Nicholas and Elka so, down your Christmas tree, um, down your <laughs> chimney. God, I wish. Um, no, I got some some comfortable socks. I'm at an age now where I get socks and yeah. boxers oh. and uh, and deodorant, and that's and it you're really. Happy about so. it. That's the yeah, I am. I am, and I got. I, was, I didn't get a Lynx Africa box set though, which was I was a bit disappointed at. I got Lynx Instinct, and at first I thought I didn't have any because it looked like it was just a shampoo set, which I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> yeah, like, why are you giving just Lynx shampoo?" But no, I did get some Lynx, thankfully. So you know, you, you, it's not really Christmas if you don't get a Lynx set, is it? Is it no, yeah. So, no. Tom, you're also with us today. Um, how was your Christmas and New Year, pal? Yeah, not too bad. I'm the opposite to you, Dan. I'm a. I don't like New Year's whatsoever. So why is that then? You just you're just waiting for a time. Yeah, yeah, but it's like you're a, you're a slave to a clock. You I agree. There, I agree. You're just waiting for See, a but time. I'm not, I've just, we just get like we like forgot about it, and it was like five to twelve. It was like, oh shit, it's nearly New Year. Get pack and whatnot. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, was... to, be, to be honest, it's uh, I'm 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 more of a Christmas man because mm. I can drink and eat to excess. Mm. Whereas you can't. Well, I suppose you can drink to excess at New Year, but there's not as much eating goes on, and that's what I'm all about. See, yeah, it's weird because we always have like inverted commas like a proper meal or something on New Year's Eve like I had steak on both Christmas Day and New Year's Eve so I don't you had know. steak on, for Christmas dinner yeah, steak I'm not a, I'm on not Christmas of, Day I'm not a fan of oh my roast dinners God. The time. I knew you'd hate me for this right let's move on <laughs> no I'm not finished right? I was going to say something oh, what was I going to say oh we may as well did you get anything nice for Christmas Thomas uh, you lost my train of thought I, again I'm getting old so yeah. um, a lot of work related attire Mm. Um, ties, you got some nice ties. Yeah, I got two two very nice ties. I'm a I'm a big fan of the uh, the cut off knitted tie. And, uh, <laughs> Father Christmas must have been listening to my uh, to my hints. 
So yeah, he did, he did really well this year, Father Christmas. Oh, smashing. Well, someone who hasn't been doing too well over this Christmas period is all Bolton Wanderers, even though we did get one win in there, which is always nice, isn't it? Since last time we spoke, which was way back in December these days, I have no idea when, before Boxing Day, sort of 24th, 23rd December maybe, I don't fucking know. Bolton have played three games since then. On Boxing Day, they travelled to Rotherham. I travelled to Rotherham as well, and we got battered 4-0. <laughs> that was not a fun afternoon. Then on the 28th of December, Bolton ended their 107-day winless run by somehow beating Blackburn Rovers one goal to nil, thanks to Gary Medine and a long throw from Dean Moxie. Fuck knows where he's been hiding them for the past year and a half, but they're a thing now. And then, and most recently, on 2nd of January, we succumbed to a 2-0 defeat to, Bolton, um, to Huddersfield Territory, which just put things back in, you know, Back to normality, as it was a typical, just no show from Bolton, really. So, Johnny, you've been, you went to Blackburn and Huddersfield, and you were, you know, aware of the happenings against Rotherham. Thoughts on all three games compared? I know, but this is not very much well organised. People, it's just going to be a put them all in one pot and just discuss everything at once. So it'll be very, you know, let it flow. Johnny, the floor is yours. Um, well, I think the, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the. Rotherham game, I did the Twitter commentary mm-hmm. on uh, Lion in Vienna and we just sounded dire. We just sounded like they just couldn't be bothered. Um, I told you before we started recording, I wanted to kill myself at half-time and it was nil-nil then. It was awful, absolutely awful. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that is a write-off. I mean, it's, it's, it's as bad as the, the defeat to Middlesbrough earlier in the season. Mm. Um, and well, then, it is, because Middlesbrough are good. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's, I mean, in terms of quality of football, though, and that's the, the worst thing is that uh, in that game against Middlesbrough, Lennon admitted that it was his tactics, mm. and in this game, I don't even know what could you put it down to. Just just that's absolutely piss-poor well, football. Dorian defeat, really. That's what you can put it down to. He's not been yeah. seen since. Thank... Well, that was my Christmas present. Deleted, even though... Yeah, it was awful. I think on at least two or three occasions he came forward, as always, trying to get the ball, losing it, and then their left side was just flowing into the gap and smashing balls in. Rob Alden had a bit of a rough day as well because, well, they must have known he was a young centre-back playing right-back, and they just double-teamed double him. Like, their left-back and uh, winger, and, and even Danny Ward, so three people at once uh, an occasion, were just ganging up on him, and it was easy to get past him, It's and Feeney wasn't exactly helping him out, so it's a... So wonder it was only four, really, because it could have easily been five or six and so on. But yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, at least we had some, you know, one fleeting moment of joy with the win against Blackburn, eh, Tom? Yeah, it was. Um, it was. It, it was a strange situation. We, well, we we definitely forgotten how to celebrate a win. Yeah, um, I was nearly I mean, in tears at the end. I was like, oh my was, days. I mean, it, it was not not only the fact that we were probably could count ourselves a little bit lucky to have won. Um, obviously, you've got to add to that the fact that it's you know a local derby. It's the game that I care about more more than more than any other. Um, but it was it was what we saw from the players, particularly mm. at the end, at full time, and yeah. that you, you really got a sense after that game that they were gonna that they were gonna scrap and they were gonna uh, they were gonna fight for it. You know, maybe it's got something to do with the fact that before the game they found out they were gonna get paid for the month of December, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it was it. It was a very fleeting couple mm. of days. I mean, that's the unfortunate. I mean, the good thing about um, the, the the way in which 
the the festive season works out. The good thing is, you know, after Rotherham, you've only got a couple of days, no time to to mull over well it, you're straight it back, straight back into it. Um, so it seemed like we'd recovered from Rotherham, but then, you know, Huddersfield. To be honest, I know it was only two, but the way the way it, the game panned out, particularly in the second half, mm. it was just complete domination. If they were any better, they could have stuck. They could have done Rotherham. You know, it's, I know Huddersfield are better than Rotherham, but on you know, if they had just another player on the pitch who could actually put a ball in the net, it'd be deadly. It's like they only scored. They dominated, but they only scored their uh, second. No, both the goals were quite mm, jammy, shall we say? Like they were. It's like on FIFA when the ball just bounces out and then someone batters it in, and it was very. They were just simple. They were just simple, yeah. in, instinctive follow-ups, really. Mm, it was, it was just. It was just. Yeah, it was a bad, bad performance. I don't think. Did we have one chance? Because I cannot. We had the Feeney one, and we. That's the annoying thing. In the first fifteen minutes against Huddersfield, we were better than we have been all season. Oh, it was so good. Wasn't so, it? so good. I was like, yeah, oh, my like, days. Was, uh, yeah, I think that, incredible. That was, and... Go on, Tom. That's the bounce, isn't it, from from the result? That's the. Mm. the but then again, you know, we, if you think about the lineup, it's not really. It's, it didn't change between Blackburn and no. Huddersfield. So that that definitely played a part, particularly in the second half. That first 15, 20 minutes, I think, was just the bounce of the, you know, back at home again. Uh, in front of the fans and and, and a bit of confidence, but then because they didn't go ahead, it's not like a goal changed the things, did it? It was just them no. coming into the game and we couldn't cope with it. Well, we let we let them into the game, and as soon as I mean, they definitely second half, mm. um, maybe even the latter stage of the first half, they controlled it. As definitely. soon as we let them into the game, that was that, and we 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 didn't really get back into it after that. We had um, I've never seen such an absent midfield before in my life. Have you, Johnny? Because my days, were they were they oh, practically God. even playing in midfield? They just seemed to be everywhere, that, but nowhere where they needed to be. The, the way I saw it, I think like just t- touching on what Tom said. Then I think the turning point was half time. I don't know what they said to him at half time, but I mean, even we, as much, didn't they? We, we did we did well in the first fifteen twenty minutes, and then as expected with the way games can change, Huddersfield came back into it. Fair play to them, like they yeah. they weathered they weathered the storm in the first twenty minutes and then came back at us, which is what we have tried to do in games this season. But then it, it was just I don't know after half time. What did he change? Because I couldn't really notice anything. On the no, pitch, but he, he said that he changed something. I mean, the, the way the way that I see it is that we we had like two holding midfielders in in Prattley and Vela, and I, sometimes they would go and close the ball down. Like mm. they were running in the first fifteen twenty minutes, they were running around like headless chickens, yeah. just just putting the pressure on, and then then they started to drop off and let let mm. Huddersfield have the ball in their own half, and then as soon as they crossed the halfway line, we'd start to press them. And I don't understand because, I, to be honest, I thought Vela had one of his best games defensively. He was shit going forward, but they all yeah. were. Um, but defensively, I thought he was very good. I thought he made some good tackles, but I thought positionally, he wasn't. He just they both Patley and Vela. He just there were nowhere to be seen. And Patley just I don't think he was. He was probably one of the worst performers against Blackburn. Not to be harsh, because uh, I thought they all played well. But he just seemed, he's just completely deteriorated, hasn't he, Tom? Or were you going to um, oppose me then? I completely disagree with uh, with regards to the Blackburn game. I thought it was one of our um, it was def- it was one of our better uh, players. Oh God, uh, why? Because I I thought right he did the he did the effort and he won the ball back a few times. But I thought on the ball he's just not the same player anymore as he was to what well, what earned him the captaincy. I think in a in a scrappy derby in the way that was, um, 
he was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, there was I in agree. the second half, uh, he charged Henley down at right back, and it, it, and I mean he he slid and it went it went for a throwing, but um, it's just him okay. coming out and and stopping, particularly at that point of the game when mm. they're uh, when it's long ball. Um, I don't know. I mean, well, I certainly wouldn't disagree, and I think that's he's, like he's not. He's not. He's not technically our best player. No, um, but the the Blackburn game was definitely a captain's performance. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. It was one of the few games where he acted like our captain, and he's not. Well, has he actually done that in any other game this season? It just doesn't feel. It feels like he's all he's doing these days is uh, kicking out and fouling and falling over his own feet. Mm, yeah. I think I don't know. He's he's got a very very good. I said this to someone on Twitter today. He's got a very very good engine for a midfielder. He does an awful lot of running. He must cover ten k plus most games. But then it's on pointless against, if you don't actually you know exactly like, the right place. Against Huddersfield, he gave the ball away so much. He he was sort of he he was kind of destroying our attacks in, yeah. in he was he was getting in the way of everything with, yeah with, with his passing and stuff and I don't know what I mean it, it, whether it's the amount of games taking its toll whether he needs a rest whether it's the pressure of the captain say I don't know but on Saturday he looked a, a shadow yeah, of, of what he did against Blackburn I remember one point in the first half when he was doing quite a nice passing move literally all the right side of the pitch was involved it came to Patley and he gives it away like just like that, like for fuck's sake! But you just know it's like a, such a practical thing to do. Um, Tom, yes, I thought Prince was our best player against Huddersfield on the whole. I thought, right, I didn't think it was a pen. I, I don't know. It probably was a penalty. Can't really tell from where it was, but it, 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 it wasn't given, and he saved us from going behind. And he also blocked it off the line in the second half, stopping us from going behind as well. So I thought he was our best player, and it was a, it wasn't quite as full of calamity as others have been. What do you think of Prince on Saturday and any other game over the three days or two days, I should say? Because they came in for defeat, and you know, we've conceded less games in two than we did against Rotherham with defeat in the team. So I could say he stays for all my money. Um, he's so Jekyll and Hyde. Like he's so. I mean, one minute he he'll make a mistake on halfway and give the ball away, <laughs> um, but then he'll sprint back fifteen yards, make up the ground, and put a tackle in. He's at some moments, you can you can see a top level centre half, and then at others, he's, he's Sunday League. He's so Jekyll and Hyde, mm. um, and he he makes me perpetually nervous. I'm constantly yeah, I'm nervous, like, and he's always like the one left back on corners and stuff against their pacey play. You're just like for fuck's sake, do not yeah. let it come to him. I mean, in in some senses, um, he, he's a better defender than Devite. Um, and and you know he was one of our better players at Huddersfield, but then you know he, he, next week he, he could turn out to to be the one who who makes a mistake. On the was it the Blackburn box. game when he did two mad things? Like I've never seen it before in my life. He, the the ball was coming over in the first half. It was coming. It was he, it was set. There was no one behind him. There was no one anywhere near him. He was all set. He was re- ready to head it. They ducked under it at the last minute, turned around, <laughs> yeah, and passed it yeah. away, and then he ran into Amos. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's just so funny. It's just, it it's just never, he's I've on goal. Yeah. Like, I've never known a defender to You're be right. that. He, he does everything the hardest way possible. I, I imagine if he was a striker, he'd score goals you've never seen before in your life. Not necessarily good goals, but it's goals you've never ever like imagined in your life. He'd he'd catch the ball between his knees and just walk into the net, something like that. He's that. <laughs> he's just 
I don't get him. I love him. That's why it's just a bit of unpredictability. You know, sometimes and more often than not this season, that unpredictability has ended in applause rather than everyone swearing at him. So I'm happy with Prince. Though. Um, Johnny Amos, there's been a lot of calls that he actually isn't as good as we all think he is. I tend to disagree because I do think he's a good keeper and he's been let down by, a, you know, most of the time a shite defence in midfield. Any thoughts on that? Because, again, well, he was the one who let in, made the mistake for the first goal against Rotherham, which, you know, flapped through his fingers. Yeah, I mean, he he, he does have a tendency to uh, sort of... His actions end up negating the praise that I give him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, in my match report of the, uh, the Huddersfield game, he... He, he made some cracking saves, mm. in, especially in the first half. Like he kept us in the game, and then he he goes and like I don't know. But oh, do you blame him for their goals? No, I don't. I wouldn't say I blame him, but I think he could have done better. The, I mean, you asked where, like where where's he pushing the ball out to? He should be if he's going to save it. He should be trying to push it out wide, and then it's going back into the danger area, which allows Huddersfield players to follow up and score. So I don't know. I mean, he, I'd rather have him in that than um, Big Paul. Big pothole, yeah, but I think I think he's just a victim of, of the the levels of confidence that are going through our team at the moment. Not exactly what I was going to say. It's the same with Prince, actually. I think, especially more so with Prince, I think they're both very much uh, confidence players. And when it comes to Prince, he, if he's confident, he can do mad stuff and it comes off well. But when it's not, he gets... I think, it, who was it against? Was it Fulham he made the massive mistake against? And for a good three minutes or so he was like distraught on the pitch and like young Rob Holding was having to tell him to like fucking get his head up so that says a lot about, I know Prince is only 21 himself like but that shows a bit of his like mental state very like confidence player and needs it to might be good and I think the same might be said for Amos what about you Tom do you stand on the Amos debate um, like all like all players a keeper's going to have a dip in form but mm. Ben Amos would have to have a nightmare from now until the end of the season to make up for his good performances up until mm. this point. Okay. Um so it's far, far too soon to mm. criticise to criticise him. He'd have to he'd have to be performing terribly from now until the end of the season. Mm. Yeah. To then yeah. say overall he's had a bad year. Because mm. he, he gets he gets some shit on Twitter. Yeah. Like no I mean, whether people direct it at him straight away or people just talk about him and say he's such a bad keeper and stuff, like I don't think that's fair because he is a very, very good keeper, and I, for one, was very happy when he came in on loan. Um, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever spoken to a Bolton fan who, at the time, said, "Oh, why have we signed him on loan?" Because he, he's obviously he came from United, um, and he wouldn't have been there if he was if he was shit. I know he didn't play many games, but they wouldn't have kept hold of him for so long if he was really bad. So I think, yeah, it's just down to confidence, like you said, with Prince as well. Devi's a massive confidence player, but. Mm-hmm. What he also doesn't he doesn't have in his favour is that he's absolutely shite and doesn't <laughs> have to play football. Oh, uh, I really don't like him. Mm. I really, really it's don't that like him. But obsession with following the ball it, all the time. It's he just everything he, was, he does. He was caused... brilliant when he first came. I still stand by that. He was absolutely fucking brilliant against the game against Liverpool at Anfield. And in multiple, I've just realised I've sworn for the first time in this podcast, and I'm very upset. I was trying not to swear. Well, I've broke the duck now. I may as well just go for it against. Um, well, a few games up until the home leg against Liverpool, I was seeing his praises every game. Every game, he was brilliant. But like, along with Dan's and a few others, every and the confidence just seemed to drop after that Liverpool game. And a few, I still haven't recovered in no Davies' case, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like we've not really discussed the good game enough, and I want to 
talk about Gary Medine's goal. As I said, as I was talking about the three games, where the fuck has Dean Moxie been hiding those throw-ins, Tom? Oof, I've got no idea. No idea. It worked. I, it first came out against Rotherham and it nearly worked, and then it actually scored from a throw-in like Stoke-esque, and that makes me sick by saying that. But it's a great goal from Gary. <laughs> didn't. Where, where do we stand on Medine at the minute, uh, Tom? After the um, goal. Well, he's he's still a cab horse. I mean, mm-hmm. his, his chance in the first half and his goal were exactly the same thing where he's just snatched it. I mean, his touch, his first touch on the throw-in for the goal uh, with his chest is very good, but he's just he's just swung his right foot at it after that and that's exactly what he did in the first half. He is by no means a finisher. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the only thing I was happy with was at the end of the game, he said... I'm not playing well. I'm low on confidence. Yeah, I saw that. Mm. And that, that was that, that was what I was happy with. I mean, I, I spoke think very got, well actually. Came across very well in that interview. I yeah. thought. Yeah, he's, he's got lucky. I mean, what the two centre halves of Blackburn are doing, um, and they usually dominate us. Those two. Well, from a, from a centre half's point of view, if, if Gary Medine was the target man, you put one in front of him and one behind him, and they didn't. They put Anley behind him, and I don't know what Duffy was doing. Um, and yeah, the, the, defensively, from a Blackburn point of view, that was terrible. But you know, it was a good, it was a lovely touch with his chest, and he's just swung his right foot at it, and he's it's gone yeah, in. Holt. But the, the 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 miss in the first half was <laughs> was unforgivable. I still didn't really I, see it at the time because I was like, my ticket. Oh, the fucking! If you think the Bolton Wanderers team is adept, try dealing with the fucking ticket staff on a busy day. My. Days, right? I don't want to be mean or anything because we're all in a perilous position. We need to pull together. But my mate went up to the uh, to the stand to collect tickets, and he went, "My name's Joe. I've come. I've bought my ticket this morning online. I've come to collect my ticket. My name's Joe." This guy must have asked him what his name was at least eight times, and he had to spell Joe to him. God. Yeah, and um, and there were people screaming at him for having to. Well, I think it was more the people's fault than this. There was people screaming that because the queue was going like literally to the steps from the ticket office to get tickets. And I think people were screaming because they couldn't get in and they were missing kickoff. I think that's their own fault. But hey, um, what was I going to say? I forgot my point. Oh yeah, and then my ticket. I tried getting in and my ticket didn't work because I had to go and get another one. And I was coming in. I couldn't find my friend. And um. I missed that. I was just screaming down the phone trying to find it. But yeah, after seeing it on the replay, it was pretty bad, wasn't it? Anyone take the floor? <laughs> <laughs> I've just got this image in my head of you. You know, like when you're a kid and you lose your mum in Asda, just oh, looking man. around. Your ears I was like start, that. I was like ears that. Ears start burning. I was on the phone, like, where are you? I couldn't hear him. And then we had that chance. I was screaming. I was like, where are you? Joe, Joe. <laughs> nah, he, was, he was just in front of me. I couldn't fucking see him blind as a bat. Oh, man. What else? Oh, Lennon. Lennon's had some talk in the paper today about the uh, Huddersfield game. Let me... Do you want me to read out all of it so we can, can discuss? Just use just use the word that really wound me up. All right, well, I'll find it. I, I presume I know which one, but I can't really find it skimming, so I'm just going to read all of it and hope for the best. Right? This is what Lennon said to the Bolton News um, in the aftermath of the Huddersfield game. There are times when I look at myself and ask, did I do enough today? No, Lennon. But this time, the preparation was good and the way we set up was good, which does suggest that other times it hasn't been good. We are doing all we can as a backroom team, he told the Bolton News. It was working. We got them in at half-time and decided to tweak it a little bit. It was working, but they decided to change it. Okay, But they couldn't get to grips with it, so we went back to the original formation. 
You can talk about formations all you want. It's about the players at the end of the day. We anal- we analyse teams and do everything we can, but the difficulty but the difficulty is that we can't add to the squad and we might lose players as well. It's going to get tougher. Uh, maybe some players are at their level, others are playing above their level, and there are some that are good enough to play at this level but are not playing well enough on that evidence at least. And then the, I can't actually find the cue, but it was basically he blamed inconsistency instead of his tactics. Tom. What's your thought on that? Inconsistency. <laughs> somebody please define what inconsistency means. Okay. Will somebody tell me what it means. I'm, I'm Googling. Going to get the dictionary de- dictionary definition. Googling. Inconsistency. Give me the definition of inconsistency. Inconsistency. The fact or state of being inconsistent. The inconsistency between his expressed attitudes and his actual behaviour. That's the sentence. Um, do you want me to get the actual... Do you want me to get the definition for inconsistent? Yes, please, yeah. That'd be better. <laughs> not compatible or in keeping with. Or not staying the same throughout. Not staying the same throughout. Right, we'll, t- we'll, we'll take that as our definition. How long have we been bottom of the league for? I don't even want Inconsistency. to know. Inconsistency. <laughs> what an absolute... What, what a stupid thing to say. We haven't won a game in 107 days before the Blackburn, yeah? Inconsistency. You take Blackburn out of the equation and we have been nothing but consistent for the entire season. We're a team that is completely devoid of confidence as soon as they concede a goal. A team that scores goals um, very rarely. A we're a team that can't defend and can't keep a team out for 90 minutes. There is very, very little inconsistent about about our football team. And it's it is just, you that. just completely and utterly ridiculous to say that this football team is inconsistent. Inconsistent would be if we were sitting in 13th, 14th, where we'd mm-hmm. go undefeated for three or four games. And then, and then not win one in, in two or three. There is absolutely nothing inconsistent about us at the minute. The man is a balloon. Uh, I'd, I'd say the only thing inconsistent about our team is Len's fucking team, suggest- um, team selections, which he changes intermittently, which doesn't lead to anything being consistently good. I mean, one thing that I found, and I mean, and you might, you guys hopefully will shed some light on it because I've always, maybe not so much from day one, but for a very long time. Mm. I think my fir- my first article for Line of Vienna was saying that, you know, Lennon hasn't done as good a job as people I make believe it was, yeah. yeah it I was. think that was the first one. Um, it was. So, you know, the, at least I'm consistent, Neil. Um, <laughs> but do you feel in the last four or five games as if the, 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 the mood of the support has turned against him? Because I, I, I don't know whether Robert it's just, just me. So. I don't know whether it's just me that's that's noticing it. Against no, Rotherham, Rotherham was I the agree. first time it turned, and it was horrendous. Oh my days! Um, in the uh, and it turned against everyone before the game had finished. People were screaming. Um, uh, very weird Bolton fans. Very very weird. They were singing stuff like Bolton tie die etc. But then singing "You're not fit to wear the shirt," which whilst I agreed with, I didn't really feel like singing because it's very mean. And then um, at the end, they were telling Clough and Holding went straight down the tunnel because, as I said in my play ratings, oh yeah, you got in <laughs> trouble for that, which didn't I got you? some. Quite some threatening acts of violence against me. Um, they went straight to the tunnel because they didn't want to go up to two thousand screaming nobbeds, as I said, direct quote. 
which, you know, someone didn't like. Two people didn't like very much. Um, but then, so they told them to, to like, fuck off, because they just went straight in the tunnel, and calling them for it, berating them for it. And then when Moxie and Wheater and Medine, I think, came over applauding, they told them to fuck off. It's like, what do you want? <laughs> but yeah, you're very yes, much right, yeah. Tom. It is changing. and it's No, I, I agree. It's so not I changed mean... quick enough, for my liking. Which uh, I do, yeah. which I agree. I'm glad, I'm ha- it's weird, because I'm like, I'm... Happy that we stuck with a manager despite the bad times, and you know, sympathise with him for what he's the job he's had to do. But in the same breath, it's not been good enough all season. I mean, to to be honest, as the fans are becoming uh, more and more anti Lennon and against the manager, I think I've become resigned to the fact that it doesn't seem as if there's even if they did, if they could afford it, and if they did want to to get rid of the manager. I don't even think there's someone at the club at the minute that has the authority, the authority to yeah, do so. I agree. Um, and if they want, if they did want to get rid, I think they'd have used the uh, they'd have used the, 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 the situation, situation yeah. that we, that we the topic that we danced around uh, mm-hmm. quite professionally. Um, if if they wanted to get rid, they they could have used that, and they didn't, which probably suggests that he's going nowhere. But there there isn't a single manager on the planet. That would take the job on anyway. David Lee, possibly, possibly that's someone. What I, want. I don't even possibly care. someone within the I'm, club. I'm, yeah, that's I'm sick of that. I'm absolutely sick and tired of people saying, "Give it Jimmy Phillips, give it Jimmy Phillips." Yeah, I, I, don't I, agree very, with Jimmy Phillips. I very nearly did it. I very nearly said that in Andy Tate's voice. Then, <laughs> but um, I don't agree I, with Jimmy Phillips because he said to me that he doesn't want it, and I wouldn't. You know, I just why would he? Why? 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 I think why David Lee might like to. I don't know. I don't know what's given me this notion. I think. There's a few people putting the voice behind that, and I think he's Bolton through and through in it. Imagine Tony Kelly as assistant manager as well. That would be banter. That would just be banter. I think it's just want people just want to see someone of their own in because they know that they know that they care for it. And then Lennon doesn't look like he does anymore. I'm not saying he doesn't. I don't know the man, but he just doesn't like his heart's in it, and it's not going for a while. It, it worked for Wigan last season as well, didn't it? Mm, it's, well, yeah. Well, ish. <laughs> we still got relegated, thankfully. But and, the, and their fans, I've seen their fans turn on Caldwell a few times this year as well. If they don't get, if they don't go up, he'll be gone. He'll have his head on the side. That's what I mean. And now, and then Dan, we were talking about before we started recording. Real Madrid have sat uh, Rafa Benitez tonight, mm-hmm. and um, Zidane's coming as manager, yeah. and potentially that's that's one of the hardest, if not the toughest, oh, job in, in club football. And he's going to have his relationship. Now is a great Real Madrid player tarnished because he's, he's more more than likely going to fail at that club. He's not going to achieve the heady heights of what um, people like Mourinho have done in the past. So, like, what is what is the point? I think like, he could turn out to be a Guardiola. He could, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think in our situation, though, I think we've we've afforded more than enough goodwill and time to learn than he deserved. I think we'd do even more so with someone who. We know, and we know would care for the cares, and would at least, you know, he's whatever his thoughts or attitudes may be. He's not doing his job. He's not doing it right. Well, I should say, he's not getting those players. At the, he's not even letting, getting them to do the basic things from only one or well, two games this season out of twenty-two we've played. Something like that, twenty-four, twenty-five. Out of all those games, we've played well. We've played. We've what? Well, we've won twice, and we've played well in about four, if that, and. He's just not getting them to fight, or on the vast majority of games, he's not getting them to fight or put any effort in. And I feel like someone, as us as Bolton fans, would afford him more time. And I think he just 
it just maybe put a bit more fashion, passion and fight into it, if nothing else. I mean, we're already relegated, and so there's nothing else to lose, really. I just I just wish Lennon would do the fucking admirable, admirable thing and walk, because him staying is just it's making me hate him more and more each day, which is mad compared to when, when he turned up at Everton Coles on pre-season. I couldn't love him anymore. Oh, football, it's a strange old game, isn't it? But on that, we'll bring this lengthy segment and talking about a festive games to a close and we'll be back next talking about a departure which Tom is very very sad about and a preview of our <laughs> FA Cup journey to Eastley see you in a minute <laughs> hello everyone and welcome back to the second segment of Line Love Pod 41 my internet is dying so we're all continuous, it's continuously dying and cutting out so we're all well, I'm particularly annoyed, and I'm sure my guests are too. But anyway, there's something else Tom will be annoyed at, because Tom, he's gone. The saviour with the luscious hair, Laurie Wilson, has left on loan. It's only for a month, but for that month he'll be at Peterborough United, who incidentally won against Sheffield United on his debut. So, Well, obviously, of course he did. <laughs> what have you got to say to that, Tom? I just, <laughs> it just, it's... The logic of the whole situation that mm. we're in, um, uh, we're hearing report we've signed two natural right backs, mm. one of which is supposedly flying back on the next possible flight he can back to Italy. Uh, the other we've sent on loan to Peterborough. Um, if this was a financially motivated move, then I'd completely understand it. But Laurie Wilson is one of the lower earners in the squad. Mm. He was signed on free transfer. Um, he's not a big earner whatsoever. He's a natural right back. And we've gone and got rid of him. Um, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Rob yeah. Holding's playing well. But how many first team games has he had now? Is that About five? Six, seven, five, maybe. Six. Um, so we're throwing all our eggs in in the basket, so to speak, there with Rob Holding. I don't I, don't get me wrong. I think he's playing all right. But he's not right back. No, he's not. And, and, and Laurie Wilson has done absolutely nothing wrong um, yeah. to be dropped from this team. He's done no worse than everyone else has on far more occasions than he. He, he had a bad game at Huddersfield. He got it. he got torn to shreds, but they all did. Yeah. So so he's why the only he... one who's been punished for it? Exactly. He's been seriously punished. I, I just don't understand that. Like Tom, like Tom just said, why sign two natural right backs yeah. and then and then play somebody who is not a natural right back at right back? Call me me a conspiracy theorist, but I think Neil Lennon blames me and my uh, criticism (laughs) of him for turning the fans against him. He's found out that Laurie Wilson's my favourite player Mm. and got rid of him as soon as he can. Don't worry, Neil. He's jealous of his hair. Maybe he really is. Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? He is gorgeous. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's like, why was Lennon allowed to sign so many players in the summer if. Even those on as low as lowly wage as Laurie Wilson, why was he allowed to sign them? If a, we're in such a fucking horrendous position. B, if he's just gonna not a not he's obviously not seen any of them play, has he? He's obviously not seen Wilson play. He's come in, he's done all right three games, had a stinker, and then he's got rid of got rid of him at the, the first opportunity he can. Why was Lennon trusted? It just doesn't make sense, does it, Johnny? He's on a Wilson's contracted till next year. Yeah, it's isn't only he? a year deal. Why no, it's two two years, isn't it? I'm no, sure. Oh, it might. Oh, it might have been actually. Yeah, I think it was. I'm a sure, year Mark. Deal. I'll Dobby, I'll Mark. Year deal. Fuck Dobby, man. I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> um, 
yeah, Wilson, like, I I just don't understand. Why is he signed such a long deal if, we, if we're not <laughs> going to play him? Like, I just don't understand that he's, the whole situation, the fact that he's been loaned out, and why why did they announce the the fact that he'd been loaned out two minutes before the team news for the Huddersfield game? What a, stu- what a stupid time play. to announce something like that. I for Peterborough, so they had to. Imagine oh. that. Oh, Bolton players just playing for Peterborough. How did that happen? It Ridiculous. Just sense. Why was Lennon trusted at all? Just Any thoughts on that, Tom? Um... With Pisano, Casado, yeah. I like Casado. Amos, these three transfers, from the, its most cynical point of view, um, Casado, Pisano, uh, Amos, those are players that you could sell at a profit. We're not going to get loads for them, yeah, true. but you know, you get them on a free, you can sell them at a profit. <sighs> Laurie Wilson were probably not going to um, sell it at a profit. We were the only we... championship club who were shit enough to need to sign him. That says enough. I, I don't mind well, we, Wilson, but we and, need it, to and he be came. Prepared. Sorry, he, he got sorry to interrupt you, Tommy. He, he got released by an, an equally shit championship yeah. club that are in an equally shit position as us. If you take our off the field uh, problems out of the equation, hmm. so go on, Tom. What was you gonna say, sir? We we need to be preparing a team for 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 League One. He's be good uh, right back in League One. Well, this is it. This is it. Um, and I, I see no no positive situation. I don't know. So if if it's purely a footballing decision, then it's a, it's a bad decision. Mm. If it's if there's something going on behind the scenes, maybe he's not settled up north. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's so. been a to do. Maybe he's not settled in the squad. Whatever it is. If there's something else going on, then then fair enough. But if this is a purely footballing decision, then it's it's a terrible one. Mm, I just, it just doesn't make sense. And I, I can understand that if we had to get rid of him because you know, if someone came in, we need to get as much off as possible. But it's just why why was he allowed to sign them in the first place? If things were so bad, it just shows how how poorly run we are. But that's the first of the players to be snatched so far. After the Blackburn game, I believe Mark Arles tweeted that, and there's been rumours that. The club want to keep hold of Clough and Vela and everyone else is dispensable. Who do you see well, going, Josh? Well, they will do like I mean, we have what, something that we haven't touched on, and I don't think we, we we've said we're going to is the um, appointment of Terry Robinson. Oh, of course, a, yeah, we can talk about that. In a forgotten. in a sort of advisory capacity, I know we're not we're not paying him and stuff, but I mean, sell players basically. Wasn't yeah, it, from that? what I've heard about him, he 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 wants to keep the star players as he would do in terms of a. A footballing sort of outlook, but he is—he's that ruthless that he'd sell your shoes off your feet, mm-hmm. um, and which is that—that's what we need because apparently, like the, the board couldn't conduct a transfer negotiation to save their lives. But then Trevor Birch is—is is here from a financial point of view to look at the club as a business, not how to sell players. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, whether we are going to sell. Clough and Vela, why would we though? They're on relatively low wages compared to people like Moxie, David. And they're on long-term deals and they're only sellable assets. Plus, if we have them in League One, there's a good chance we could actually do alright in League One because they'd rinse it. But who do you you see not being here on February 1st, Tom? Um, It's a fire sale, isn't it? It, it's it's, It's a little bit like, you know, when you go into one of those terrible shops and you've got someone on a microphone who's constantly repeating the, the deals and the sales they've got on offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's just me when I lived in Liverpool for a bit. I think it is. Um, 
<laughs> but, <laughs> but it may as well be that. We may as well get all the players lined up on the Macron pitch and invite every football club in the land. Let's go and have a look at them. And just get Terry Robinson on, on the microphone. Wax. <laughs> and a fucking uh, bargain on. What? Yeah. <laughs> you can get Terry Dickens in and they can just have a look. Like, oh, Isa, not bad him. You should have a go. And they just have some fucking dickheads with a big hammer selling them all one by one. What? That'd be funny. What I don't, what I don't get is this. You know, people saying Vellerin. Oh, I say people saying um, the, the message coming out of the club is that Vellerin and Clough are the two that we want to keep hold of. In in the cold light of day, they're our two most sellable assets. Yeah, but when uh, the rumored price for Vellerin is four hundred and fifty k in it, I'd rather that, fucking that's go, a travesty. Know, I'd rather go fucking bankrupt. It's yeah, funny because I mean, Liverpool, Liverpool came in for a million, million didn't they? When he was when he was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. I mean. Who's going to go by February the first? Yeah, who's not going to be here? Who's not going to be here come February first? It's a really difficult question to answer, so I'm going to dodge it completely <laughs> um, and say Laurie Wilson <laughs> technically not be at Bolton on February the first. Johnny, can you show a bit more balls and answer? Uh, yeah, I can. I think um, Matt Davis will go. Yeah, I agree. I, I I don't think the way he's playing at the moment. I don't think he's irreplaceable in any in any way, shape, or form. I think mm-hmm. Neil Dans could do an equally good equally job. Shit job. Oh yeah, at the moment playing playing in the position that hey, Matt Liam Trotter's played. back. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Liam, for places now. Liam Trotter's back. Jay Spearing could probably get a few games. Yeah. So uh, any one of those players could do an, an equally shit job on the left hand side of midfield playing our position. Um, so if we're going to play Matt Davis there, for me, we can get rid of him. Um, I think Moxie could go, mm. which again isn't too bad of a thing. I think, because... he'd st- I think he'll stay. Though I don't think I can't see many people coming in for him really. No, but if if it happened, I'd be sad to see him go. But I think Casado can do as good a job. Mm. Um, I think we could potentially also get rid of Amos. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I could see someone like Daly County getting in because they've got two crap keepers and they're going to the league, aren't they? Yeah, um, but other than that, I mean, realistically, who else is going to... Wheater. He's been oh, Wheater, best player yeah. for the past he's three been, months. He's been outstanding, but I've not heard much talk about people wanting to come in for I him. I would have thought Middlesbrough would come in for him, me, old boy, you know what I mean? He's, there's been rumours about that for a while and I think, I know they're pretty solid right now, but I don't, maybe they just don't want to jinx it by getting another centre-back from Bolton after the last yeah, one be... died after the first game. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if David Wheater goes. I don't think he's the type of lad that would walk out and he says as much to himself. I, I do really like Wheater, but I think, I think if someone comes in with a substantial bid, it's not well, going yeah, to be the He's the highest earner. When he broke through at Borough when he was about 18, 19, he was being linked with Premier League yeah. moves and he did, all, he did all he could to stay then. Um, and, and, and he said as much to Mark Isles saying that he's, mm. he's going. I'd be... I'd be very surprised if he goes in January. I don't think, I don't think it'd be his choice. Summer's... No, I don't. Well, to be honest, I don't think I don't think it's it's the players' choice, yeah. and I don't think it's um, the manager's choice either. Mm, I think I, I see. In come February first, I say Pisano, Wheater, Davis, Amos. Although I hope they all stay, and potentially Spearing, and hopefully Mido, but. We know we won't get rid of him. He'll just be—he'll be still there when all of us have gone, just gone to die. Um, he's got with the player. Surely, surely be gone because there's no chance we'll give him another deal. Because he's up in January. Is he up now? That's a point. When's his contract end? I thought it was a year. No, it was definitely only till like this time. I'm getting up now. 
Is it not the end of, Maybe, is it not no, the, end of the season? Definitely just like six months. Let me get out. I mean, Obi's contract's up, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm on about. Oh, I thought you said, I thought you were on about Mido. No, I was on about Mido then. Ami Obi. Oh, yeah, yeah, Shola's contract is up. Yeah, it was six months, wasn't it? So it's, yeah. that's Nigeria coming up. On a short term deal. It actually doesn't say till when, it just says till January. I think it might, if it's not up now, it must be up soon. And I can't see us signing, well, we can't sign him back on, can we? Like, by the rules, I think. Yeah, it actually doesn't say on the official like, announcement of us signing him um, when his deal runs out. So it should be out saying, I can't like, see us re-signing him, because I don't even know if we can. And then, um, I'd, could even I think, think we should. I, I think, think we should. I think we should, but I don't know if we can, and if we will. I think with he's the been money. good, you know. Yeah, he's I think yeah, I do agree, I think he's our best striker. He's certainly nope. more mobile than Heskey, and he's smarter than Medine, so... Heskey's the best. He's not. And I can see, yep. I was just going to say, I think Heskey will call it a day. Still our best centre forward. Absolutely not. I don't. You winding me up, Tom? Sure. I don't think up. he's shit, and I think he does alright, but he, no, he's absolutely not our best forward in the slightest. No, te- technically best centre forward. <laughs> show me, sh- show, show me, show Obi's England caps, and then we'll talk about it. Right, we're not on about, <laughs> we're not on about then. We're about no, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, he can't help the fact that he's 38 years old. But yeah, I'm not calling him. In terms, of his abil- in terms of his ability as a football right, player, his yeah. natural ability, Emil Eski yeah, def- is yeah. our best sent forward. No no argument. But on a football pitch, when he has to run for more than five minutes, he's not. And that's the crux of it, really, isn't it? But anyway, we'll move on from that, unless anybody else wants to throw in a player that's going to be gone by the end of January into the ring. Uh, who else we got in the squad? No, genuinely not anybody else. Will the Lawnies go? I don't know if they will. They would have gone by now, surely, if they were. Mm, be interesting. There's talk yeah. of Wellington, because we can't... Oh, and Prince as well, I've yeah, heard. There's only Wellington we can't, Prince, Because we can't afford to pay their wages. Um, so, potentially... I'd be intrigued to know how much of Eva's wages we're paying anyway, when it's like a youth... You know, one of those loans where the club's doing them a favour, if you get me. Speaking of loans... Luke Bratton, he's gone. That would what a great move that was. What a what a pointless bloody signing that was. Jesus Get that man a statue. <laughs> oh man, he deserves it more than most. Anyway, on to Saturday's game. It's a two hundred and fifty mile trip, a four and a half hours to Eastleigh. Guess which dickhead in the room's going. <sighs> well it's one of you two. It's definitely not me, I'm not fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm fucking stupid. Johnny, you're the closest, aren't you? No, I've moved back now. I live back up north again. <laughs> ah, right. I'm going, and I know a Bolt. I know a Bolton fan who lives in Bournemouth, and he's from Bournemouth, and he just supports Bolton because his dad did, and his dad only supported Bolton because he's his dad supported Chelsea and refused, and then he refused to support Chelsea because his dad did. So he's only seen my mate's only seen Bolton play like once in his life. So he's going, and as it transpired, we ended up getting tickets next to each other. So that's like. Keeping my spirits high, even though the thought of losing to a a team with Lee in its name and b a non-league team for an, oh, two and a half hours or oh, four and a half hours away, so it is filling me with dread. Cause oh my days, it's going to be upsetting when they beat us, and they're going to beat us. It's just inevitable, isn't it, Tom? It's going to be on a lot of accumulators. Yeah, a lot. Of, there's <laughs> a good, there's going to be a lot of people back in Eastleigh against us. Um, It'd be more of an upset if we won. I genuinely think that. It really could happen. Like they, they must be going into the game with so much belief. Yeah, there's no reason not to believe either. Like 
the only chance we've got, I think, is if we play the kids and we do actually now have a reasonable reason to actually play the kids because, you know, we're playing fucking Eastleigh, so they should be able to beat Eastleigh. So, Johnny, what would you line up the... Oh, fucking... Are we playing Paul Big Paul Machupka? Are we doing it? (laughs) No, I I don't think we can. I genuinely don't think we can. I think we have four and a half hours to see Paul Machupka play. I I genuinely believe we have to play our strongest team. But if, if our strongest team lose, I don't know. I really don't know. Well, let's look at. I'm just looking. I'm on Twitter here, looking at the uh, lineup of the under twenty ones game Wait, today. Uh, yeah, they all played today. All the ones you'd fought, apart from Willery, I believe. Yeah, Willery, he, he didn't play. So I, I, based on that, I think we'll play um, a quite a strong team because I, I believe Lennon's the kind of person that will. We'll I think agree. a cup will, will do us good. Hmm. So God. I'd say Amos. Um, I think Casado will play at left back. Um, Devit. Oh, uh, we've lost already. And, <laughs> and I think Derek might come back yeah, in. I wouldn't he's been trust his knees on a bubbly old non league pitch. No, neither would I, but I still think he'll play. Um, and then right back holding um, Feeney, Jay Spearey, Neil Dams. Uh, I hope to God he rests Prattley um, and I think Wellington will start with Woolery and Medina up front I cannot wait to see Silver kick off with some fucking plodder who's, who spends most of his time at the pub because <laughs> oh, he's a feisty one Silver my days that's going to be so, oh, I can't wait mate it's going to be so funny Tom what would your team be? I don't care because <laughs> Laurie Wilson can't play um... come on <laughs> give it us you've been very very apathetic in this podcast. You need. To I, get I think I, I do think Rachubka will play. I, I so hope uh, he does. I hope I, he do. I don't. What am I saying? Oh. I, I can't believe what I'm about to say. Oh, but, no. You know, Eastley haven't lost in six, seven games. They're the fourth. They're going to beat us. <laughs> the fourth in the conference. They're going to beat us. In two years, we could be playing Eastley. Home and away. Jesus Christ. We're two we're two years away from playing Eastley. Um the way things are going. Is that um, assuming we go down each year and they go up each year? Yeah. Fucking hell. Presuming we have back to back relegations and they have back to back promotions. Um I'd 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 give Woolery a shot. Mm-hmm. Um I would uh I think Dobby will probably get a chance. Oh, shit, Dobby! Oh, oh, um, <laughs> Dobby's a place where Woolery. Do we all not? Are we think, all familiar with this? It's only. I think it's only fair that we give the people of Eastleigh the opportunity to watch Emil Heskey in action as well. So we'll start Emil. Yeah, he could last five minutes on a pitch that wasn't smooth as silk. My days, his knee would explode. Ah, he was made for it. He was made for the FA Cup third round. <laughs> True, but not um, for a bobbly pitch in Eastleigh. No, I'd, I'd, I, I, I'd, it'll need to be a relatively strong squad. Bearing in mind we've played three games in quick succession yeah, and we haven't really changed the starting lineup too much. Mm. Um, but I think we'll go relatively strong team. We'll let a few accumulators down by getting a draw, oh, getting back to the rebound. I'd rather lose than draw. I'd Do you know what? I, so would I. Yeah. So would I. Because I would not go to re- Well, I wouldn't be here for replay, thank fuck. Can you imagine if we got a re- there would literally be like 50 people at the, at the match yeah. if we got a replay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even want to contemplate it. Anyway, my 11. 
I'd go with Big Paul Brad Chubb in the sticks just for the banter. Who won't? He'll put Amos in. But I'd play Big Chubbs. With Chubbs going in net. Then. Did you call him Big Chubbs? Red Chubbs. Red Chubbs. Big, big, big Chubbs. Chubbs. He did. Yeah, big big Chubbs. Chubbs. The only person you can call Big Chubbs that's ever worn a Bolton shirt is Mario Giardel. <laughs> <laughs> big Chubbs in that. Then I had stick with holding it right back. I'd also go with Derek. That'll toughen him up if nothing else. Then it's the cross toss between the shite defending of the defeat or Madness of Prince. And I think for this occasion, the Madness of Prince wins out. Then I'll probably stay with Mox. He's been quite. If anyone, you know, if any plodder stands on his toe, then we're fucked again, aren't we? I'd like to see, because again, I'd like Casado and Silver on that left side, man. They'd be riots down that side, so yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Casado and Silver, because they're two feisty mothers. Then, you know, I, f- I feel spearing and Dan's as well, because yeah, I don't want Matt Davis on that type of pitch either, because, no, that's 500k down the pisser when he's out for two months. Um, then I'd have Tom Walker on the right. I've been an advocate for him starting for about two months now. Oh, shit, yeah. I forgot about Tom Walker. Yeah. Fuck Feeney. Tom Walker can play for me. Then, I'd, you know, I'd want, I would have wanted Thomas or Sammy. I'd want both Thomas and Sammy as it start for all that fucking... Hey, guess who's got... Big Tommy, who scored today, didn't he? Speaking of which, we get him on for Banner. Oh, Big Tom Oh, yeah. He scored today. <laughs> nodded one in. Who else scored in the... Finished 2-2 or did we lose it last minute again? No, we finished 2-2. Quaid Taylor scored, didn't he? Oh, that's right. That's good. Oh, actually... Ooh. Yeah, I'd have Taylor in. Taylor instead of one of the defenders. Yeah, I'd have Taylor in. Taylor and Derek. That'd be fun. And then, um, oh, Finney for that matter. Then Woolery up front with up front with Medine and then one of Thomas or Samidazi on the bench, i say. Yeah. Um, then, how do we actually see the game going seriously and what score will it be, Tom? Uh, I'm going to go for a replay. Um, one apiece. And uh, Johnny, uh, I'm gonna go a scrappy two-one victory for Bournemouth. Completely, I think we'll shit house. It'll be one-one until the last ten minutes, and we'll just ruin everyone's day by winning it last minute to the yeah. worst goal. It'll be a Stephen Dobby torpor from six yards, and nobody will celebrate it. And it'll just be that football's died, and we'll all go on. Well, I'll go on, and the rest of the mad bastard thousand fans who are joining me, what are we doing? Um, we'll all go on, not feeling any better for ourselves. But hey ho, if that's not what football is about, I don't know what it is. But anyway, a, th- a thousand taking a thousand a to thousand. East the real yeah. show. That's amazing. Are you in the situation that we're in, yeah. Very, very good. I doubt if it was like Southampton we were playing, or Brighton, well, definitely not Brighton, someone like that, we'd actually take that much in the slightest, but so it is the novelty of it being a non-league that's doing it, but still, a thousand fans to a game in the FA Cup third round, four and a half hours away, 250 miles, 500 mile round trip, nine hours in a car, it more depending on traffic, when we know we're going to lose to a non-league team. That's some effort, and I can only commend that. But anyway... Since we're on about lowly opposition, coming up next, and finally on the Love Pod, will be another League One quiz from Tom. Can I make it a hat-trick? Find out after this short break. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time again. It is time for the League One quiz, festive edition, to celebrate this time of year. Uh, Dan, am I right in saying you've won the last... You've won the last two, haven't you? That is correct. Two out of the two. The first, 
the first one in controversial Istanbul style circumstances. <laughs> the second uh, one was pretty similar as well, if I do recall. Yeah. And then the second one was a comeback as well. Yeah. Uh, this one uh, is based on the festive fixtures, so it's based on the Boxing Day fixtures. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then the games from the 28th and 2nd of January. So the, the, the structure has changed a little bit. You're all you're both getting one home, one away, and one cup final. See, this question. is what I thought it was the first time we did it because I'd never seen question of sport before. Um, you get you get one of each, um, mm. but you will choose either the first or second set of questions, um, and then if there's a tie at the end, there's a tiebreaker. So it's shall slightly. We, different. Shall we flip a coin then for the first or second? Uh, all right, yeah, Dan, heads or tails? Tails. It's Ed's. Of Johnny. It of course. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> Johnny, first or second set of questions? Uh, second. Okay, right. Dan, you're going to go first. Johnny, you've got the second set of questions. Uh, Dan, to kick us off with your home question, uh, which team won 5 nil away at Crew this Saturday, the 2nd of January? Oh, shit, I know this. Because that fella scored that trick, didn't he? Fucking. Oh, Armstrong, Coventry, Coventry. Ah, I'm strong, I knew it. Um, Johnny, uh, which team smashed seven goals past Shrewsbury on the 2nd of January? Uh, 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 Chesterfield. Correct, one apiece. Get in there. Right, um, Dan, question two. Name one of the three games in League One postponed on Boxing Day. Oh, they were all... Wigan. Wigan. Wigan's game. Incorrect. What? The three postponed... The three postponed was games... Wigan not called there. off? No, they were away. False. Yeah, but... No, what? No. They got called Incorrect. off. Incorrect. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look it up now. The three postponed games were uh, Blackpool oh, against Oldham. Oh, we're not crossing over these days. Uh, no, because it's a slightly different setup okay. this week. Okay. So the three postponed games, Blackpool at home to Oldham, Bradford at home to Burton, and Berry at home to Barnsley. Uh, and I'm just loading up um, my app to figure out how Wigan got on. But we'll move on to Johnny, and then Dan will tell you how Wigan got on on Boxing Day. Dan. Oh, no. Johnny, hmm. question two. Um, which team won 1-0 at the weekend, despite having 10 men for the majority of the match? Oh, God. Um... Was it... Was it Burton? It was. <laughs> no, I'll tell you something now, Tom. Wigan was definitely called off because they went to play Sheffield United and Twitter was going mad over it. It was the early kickoff. I'm checking it out now. I'm checking I'm it out now. I'm sailing you now because Sheffield United fans were going mad so over what do it. We... Even though Wigan uh, was... What do we do now? Boxing Day fixtures in League One. I'm telling you Wigan was called off. It was literally underwater. I'm checking it out now for you. Uh, BBC... Oh, why are they giving me January? Uh, we're going to have to have some sort of filler here while I'm... Um, no, well, I'm just quite... <laughs> I, oh, here you I go. It's not there, Dan. Go on Wigan's website. They should have played Sheffield United, I'm telling you now. It says... It, there's not even... It's not even there on the list. They've got the three postponed games and then the rest of the fixtures... Is it not because they're all three o'clock kickoffs? I just Somehow, googled because it. it was the early one. Wigan Boxing Day, and that was a bad idea because Wigan Town Centre's a four. Yeah. Wigan football. 
I'm absolutely telling you. Well, we're gonna have, right. We're gonna play fixtures and results. Where is it? It was. Why is it moved from the? See, it's been moved to Tuesday the twelfth of January. I'm telling you, uh, I got called off. I'm gonna put this to Twitter. I don't care how much filler it is. I'll, I'll um, put it all out. I'm sorry, Dan. It's no, not right. there on not there on Wigan's website. Hang on, hang on. Wigan Sheffield United was postponed. It was yes! indeed. Yes. yes. <laughs> so now what happens? <laughs> so, it, so, it, so it's actually st- it's still to a piece then. Oh, oh. <laughs> this is like it's like FIFA. Yeah, I know. Anyway, <laughs> listeners and children uh, that are taking part in this, you've learned a valuable lesson in life, which is if you moan enough, you get what you want. You uh, don't get what three. you want, you get what you deserve. Question three, Dan, what has been the most common result in League One this season? What scoreline? Sorry, I wasn't listening then. What was the question? What has been the most common result in League One this season? The most common scoreline? I thought these were festive questions. You spring this on me out of nowhere. Yeah, well, this is, this is the cup final. Do I have to say to which side? Like, do I have to say to home or away? Just the score? Just the scoreline. 2-0. Incorrect. The most common result in 11% of that matches this season has been 1-1. I was going to say 1-1. Right, Johnny, for the steal. Uh, On Saturday, Dan's already ruined this question a little bit. Um... He's already told us that Adam Armstrong of Coventry scored a hat-trick. Can you tell me the Chesterfield player who scored a hat-trick on Saturday? Oh, Oh, I nearly nearly ruined this as well because I know it. Uh, (laughs) No, I can't. Oh, I know this. Why couldn't you ask me this, Thomas? I know this. Take a stab at the dad, Johnny. Uh, Ex-Huddersfield, ex-Birmingham. Oi! Um, Novak. You dick! <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a bl- blasphemy! You cheater! This is so FIFA. This is so FIFA. You've just got like, that- a last-minute winner that was offside, and my keeper like spammed it right in front of your face, and you smashed it in. <laughs> anyway, he's going to make for the tiebreaker, which adds to the. Uh, the is industry, it? I thought I've lost. No, no, because no, because Wigan was there. Oh no! Yeah, you have lost because you got the result. <laughs> <laughs> he gets, he gets what? The hardest question going, and he. Oh, this is fucking. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> you denied me an absolute oh, time, and I'm fucking sad about it. I'll tell, tell you what, Dan. A chance to redeem yourself, right? We'll say that this tiebreaker is worth two points. So whoever gets this right, whoever gets this oh, right, or whoever gets closest. Whoever gets closest to the answer um, gets two points, and that should secure uh, who's won. Um, How how many goals were scored in total in the three sets of League One fixtures on Boxing Day, the 28th of December, and the 2nd of January? Uh, Johnny, can I have a figure for the tiebreaker, please? How many goals were scored in the last three festive fixtures in League One? Oh, God. Um, I will say 78. 78 and Dan 56 bearing in mind there was a 5-0 and a 7-1 this weekend yeah uh, uh, the correct answer 
is 83. Oh, yes! I've completely Johnny, in controversial circumstances, uh, Johnny nah, has his first. I think that's fair. I it. Fair play, Jonathan. What can I say? You beat me in the end, honestly. Because if I'd have won that, it would have been quite controversial. If I'd have won that, I'd have even admitted it so myself. But hey, John, um, Tom, another great game. I'm loving these League One quizzes, even though that one you did fuck me a bit there. <laughs> anyway, there's something else you need to tell our listeners about, Tom, and that is this Supporters Trust meeting on Wednesday. So, aren't you briefly or you know as much as you can talk about that for a minute? Yes, uh, this Wednesday at seven o'clock at the Platinum's, Platinum Suite at the Macron. Uh, there's going to be the first um, of what we what may be many Supporters Trust meetings. Uh, there are still tickets available. You can get them online um, on the Bolton Wanderers Supporters Trust Twitter account. The tickets are free. Uh, last time I checked, there was just shy of 300 left. Um, so get yourself a ticket if you can. Get down. Jack Dearden is going to host it. Kevin Davis will be in attendance. Um, and it will. The, I, I believe, believe that the discussion yeah. is going to be uh, whether or not a trust is going to be set up uh, and how it would work. Um, so tickets are available. If you can get down there, do so. I also believe... They've announced today that two members of the Portsmouth Supporters Trust are going to be there to discuss, you know, what actually happens and how they get set up and everything. And it's it is, you know, it's a good it's for our club. They can't be a much better cause really to all of us, can they? Um, their Twitter account, which Tom mentioned, then is at bwfcst, as is the website, as is the Facebook, all that. So check them out. Get tickets if you're able, but don't worry if you can't, because I'm sure there's about. Four or five of Line of Vienna members go in, so we'll cover that as much as we possibly can. And that, my dear friends and listeners, brings an end to the Line of Vienna podcast. It's been quite an hard one, to be honest with you, because it, my internet's died about five times in the middle of it, and I need to just speak this ending up before it dies on me again, because I will be very pissed off if that happens. But, as always, you can find me on Twitter, at Mabroski, and Johnny, where can they find you? Uh, on Twitter, at Johnny Eckersley. No, my internet is about to die because, as you may have heard, then listener, I believe. Um, well, Johnny sounded like shit, and Tom That's may well do as well. Yeah, you do right. I need to oh, get this done. Tom quick. sounds bad too. Oh, yeah, no, you do, don't, right. like, don't try and find me on the internet. I'm not worth finding. He's at down the money road and roads RD. Go on lineofviennasweet.com <laughs> for Bolton stuff. At lineofviennast for Bolton Twitter stuff. Line of Vienna Suite dot Facebook dot whatever it's fucking called for Facebook Bolton stuff, and yeah, that's it. Damn, Johnny, say bye in your crackly shit voice. Bye, everyone. Oh, you're a bit better now. That's good. Tom, say goodbye. Okay. Happy New Year, everyone. And you're a bit shit to be honest with you. It's all right. Um, <laughs> so are you. So is your face. Well, I'm hoping that because mine is being recorded here and isn't going through the internet, I'll sound all right. When I come to edit this, I may have a nasty surprise, but there's nothing I can do. Oh, no, I was, so being, I was being personal. No, no, you're just mean. <laughs> there's not much more I can say to that. It's been a long one. It's been a good one. It's been a good one of the year, and May 2016 bring many happy moments to all of you. It's goodbye from me. So, I'll be.